I'm going to start uh, this word by reading some scripture. I'm going to go to 2 Samuel chapter 12, and I'm going to go uh, verses 15 through, I believe, 20. I'll start in the middle of uh, verse 15. Then Adonai struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became very sick. And let me go off the scripture for a sec. If you do not know the background to the story, this is when David had uh, an illicit affair with Bathsheba. She got pregnant, and when he found out that she was pregnant, he sent her husband, Uriah the Hittite, to war, put him on the front lines, and actually told his front line you know, comrades to take a step back so he'd be all alone there on the front line, get, put him into a very serious battle so he would be killed. He was killed. And then um, Bathsheba had the son of David. And then Nathan the prophet went to David and said, what you did is not good. The Lord is not pleased with this. And, um, and that the child was going to die. So this is the word of the Lord from Second Samuel uh, 12, starting in verse 15. Then Adonai struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became very sick. David therefore sought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the floor. The elders of his household stood beside him in order to get him up from the floor, but he was unwilling and would not eat food with them. Then it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. But David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, behold, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he didn't listen to our voice. So how can we tell him that the child is dead? He might do something terrible. But when David saw the servants were whispering together, David discerned that the child was dead. So David asked his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. So David got up from the floor, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes. Then he went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Two weeks ago, I gave a message uh, about having crazy faith a faith when we like abraham where abraham as a 100 year old man with a 90 year old wife god told him we told him a couple years earlier that your wife is going to have a child and abraham was crazy enough to believe god he looked at his 100 year old self in the mirror he looked at his 90-year-old wife and said, you know what? If God said it, Dag Nabbit, I think he said that, that's Hebrew. If God said it, I believe it. And that is the crazy radical faith that we inherit as sons and daughters of Abraham. With God, all things are possible. It is possible for the barren to give birth. It is possible for the dead to raise. It is possible for the broken to be healed. It is possible for that is lifeless to be given life. 
with God, all things are possible. And we, as sons and daughters of Abraham, are crazy enough to believe it. Well, today I want to give a little bit of a different message. Because as was said during the Mourner's Kaddish, there's time for everything under the sun. And today I don't want to give a message to rally you up about faith. Today I want to give a message to maybe the few people here, maybe even the one person here, who is lonely in the midst of the assembly of the faithful. Maybe the one here who, as everybody is shouting, yes, I have faith, yes, I have faith, yes, I believe it, the one who is tired, who has been giving CPR to a corpse for years and just wants to know that it's okay to let go. Today, I don't want to talk about the crazy faith that we know that God can resurrect the dead. Today, I want to talk about a courageous faith to know when God will not. Because it's a lonely place to be in the assembly of the faithful. When you've done everything you could to be faithful. And you're just praying for things that are not happening. And you just need some permission from heaven that you're not sinning, that it's okay, that you can leave, that you can let go, that you can experience the blessing after a death. It says, as we read a little bit from the son of David, Solomon, King Solomon, Shlomo HaMelech in Hebrew, he wrote in Ecclesiastes 3, there's a season for everything. We're going to write some songs about it, apparently. There's a season for everything. There's a time to heal, and, and there's a time to die. There's a time to plant. There's a time to rip out what is planted. There's a time to keep, and there's a time to discard. There's a time, it says, to search, and there's a time stop searching. To everything, there is a season. There is a scripture from the Gospels where there is a man who was called to be a follower of Yeshua. And Yeshua said, follow me. And this man said, but first, let me tend to my father who has passed away. And if you read it in the book of Matthew, it may seem kind of strange that, that Yeshua's answer would be, let the dead bury their dead. It seems kind of um, insensitive for him to not be allowed to go and make his funeral arrangements for his father. But Yeshua wasn't saying we shouldn't be making funeral arrangements or taking care of the deceased in our lives. If we read in the book of, of Luke, we see more commentary. Yeshua said to this man, let the dead bury their dead. But as for you, go and preach the kingdom. This man had a calling. And this man was being kept from a calling 
by tending to the dead. The angels at one point had to speak to the women who were at the tomb looking for Yeshua in a tomb. And the angel said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He's not here. I believe there are times in our lives where angels are still saying that. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He's not here. Sometimes it's okay to walk away from what is dead and experience the blessing on the other side of death. Now, it's easy to make this proclamation when it comes to a person who has passed away, like in these examples, if a person has passed away, you come to a point where you're like, okay, it's time to move on. But there are many other things in our lives that actually could be dead. Relationships can be seasonal sometimes. To everything, there is a season. And if relationships are toxic or abusive, I know from firsthand experience, firsthand experience that sometimes you can put years and years and years into a relationship, but if it's a toxic, if it's a toxic relationship, a lifeless relationship, I'm here to tell you that it's not the cowardly thing to separate. Sometimes it is the courageous thing to separate. And don't let anybody tell you that it's cowardly to move away from a toxic, dead relationship. Don't let anybody tell you it is cowardly. Sometimes it is the courageous thing to doing. Sometimes that is the divine way of doing it. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3 that there's a time to embrace and there's a time to stop embracing. Abraham had to do it. He had to do it with Lot. He said, this, we, your stuff and my stuff cannot cohabitate in the same area. We need, to, we need to separate. Jacob and Esau had to separate. Even Esau wanted to reconcile. He said, okay, okay, we're reconciled. Let's walk together. And Jacob, no, 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 no. You go that way, I go that way. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And do you know why it's okay? Because there is a kingdom that comes after. There is a world that comes after this world. And sometimes reconciliation does not happen on this side of the kingdom, but we know it will happen on the other side of the kingdom. Do we know the words that David said at the end of this whole narrative about his child? He said, he said my child, this child will not come to me again, but I will go to him. In other words, what is dead in this life will be resurrected sometimes on the other side of the kingdom. That is the hope. That is the promise when we know Messiah. That life does not end on this side. There is another side. That disease may get you on this side, but it's got no business on the other side. It won't make it into the kingdom. Hatred and separation and division won't make it to the kingdom. There will be time to embrace. There will be time. But it's okay. 
if it happens to be on the other side. And there might be people, maybe even not here, but listening on a podcast a year from now, that just needs to know it's okay. That it's okay. That it is okay. Sometimes the work that we do, sometimes the things we put our hands to actually are lifeless and we have to walk away from it. Do you know sometimes ministries, ministries, do you know that sometimes works of God are seasonal and are meant to go on for a season I mean, look at, look at John the Baptist. John the Baptist had a powerful, effective ministry. But his calling in his ministry was to prepare the way. Was to prepare the way. Which means that his ministry of preparing the way was until the one who calls himself the way comes to town. And he prepared the way by having everybody repent of their sins until the one who said, I am the way, came to town. Thank you, John the Baptist. It's time for you to decrease and for Yeshua HaMashiach to increase. Yet, if we read years later, in the book of Acts, for some reason, there are still people who call themselves disciples of John, who never received the Holy Spirit, the Ruach. Why in the world were there any people who identified as disciples of John years after he got beheaded? I think that John may have kept his ministry going a little bit too long. He should have been directing people to Yeshua. Maybe that's why he lost his head, because Yeshua is the head of the body. And we all kind of have to go through a little spiritual decapitation, because we have the mind of Messiah. He's the head of the body. And maybe Yochanan, Hamadbil, John the Baptist, maybe he kept his head on a little bit too long. And that's why it had to be, am I being too morbid? A little too morbid with the spiritual decapitation? What I'm saying is that there is a season for everything. And sometimes we need the discernment to know when there's a blessing on the other side of a death. There might be somebody that's on the podcast listening right now, and right now is not now for us. It's now for when they're listening to it a year from now, who are barren, like Abraham and Sarah were barren, and they were given that word over and over. Just look at Abraham and Sarah. Just look at Abraham and Sarah. Just look at Abraham and Sarah. Just look what they can do. God did it for them at 100 years old, and he can do it for you too. So keep praying and keep believing. You're going to get pregnant. You're going to get pregnant. You're going to get pregnant. And I, you know, you know what? If that's you, keep trying, man. I pray for every husband and wife to be trying to have babies until they're 100 and beyond. 
as much as possible. Glory to Jesus. Can I get an amen? But maybe this person listening doesn't need to hear that anymore. Maybe this person has heard that over and over and over again. And this person needs to say, needs to hear, it's okay to adopt. There's a blessing on the other side. God is with you. You're not unfaithful. You're not sinning. You're not weak. You're not cowardly. You're not suffering from a lack of belief. There's a season for everything. There's a season. And it's okay to go to plan B. Because when God gives you the blessing on the other side of death, you will recognize that that was his plan A all along. So how do we know? It's easy when it's a person to say this person has died. My loved one has died. I'm going to have to move on. How do we know when it's something else, when it's a relationship, when it's a thing, when it's a work, a ministry? How do we know? There's something we could glean from David. If you notice the words in that scripture, David did not see for himself that the child was dead, nor was he told that the child was dead. It says that David discerned that the child was dead. So today, I'm not here to tell you if this thing is dead and you need to walk away and it's okay to walk away or not. I found that my role as rabbi is not to tell you what to do unless it's an area of biblical righteousness. There's a single person here that's coming to me and saying, is it okay for me to sleep with my boyfriend? The answer is no. That must be kept to a marriage bed. You should not commit fornication. That's when I will, be, I will tell you what to do. But many folks come to me and say, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? And it is, would not be right of me to tell you this is the way you should go when it's a, between you and the Lord and your discernment. So my prayer for you, if it's should I stay or should I go now, is may you have the discernment to know. May you have the discernment to know. So today, I'm not here to rile you up. I'm not here to give you spiritual goosebumps. I'm not here to tell you, I'm not here to tell you that we are meant to be faith, that we are called to be faithful and to believe the impossible, and we are. To everything, there is a season. Ecclesiastes 3 for believers. It's for us. To everything, there is a season. Today, I am speaking to the lonely in the midst of the faithful assembly. Today, I am speaking to the one who have been told to have faith, 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 to the point where you've gotten into self-condemnation 
for thinking, why don't I have why don't I have faith? I'm not here to tell you what to do, and I'm not here to mandate a removal of a relationship that God said to stay together, keep together. But I am here to tell you that if discernment, spiritual discernment, dictates that it's time to move on and it's within righteousness, I want to give you, as a representative from heaven standing before you, permission from heaven that it's okay, that it's okay. It's okay to move on. It's okay to say, this has died as far as I could tell. Keep hoping, sure. God can do many things, all things. But it's okay to say, I'm going to leave this as it is. And I'm going to seek the blessing on the other side of death. There's a, an amazing thing that happened right after this story from King David that once the child died, right after that narrative, starting in verse 24, and David comforted his wife Bathsheba. He went to her and lay with her, and she bore a son and called his name Solomon. The blessing on the other side of death. And Adonai loved him, and he sent word by the hand of the prophet Nathan, so he called his name Jedidiah, Yadidiah, in Hebrew, for Adonai's sake. Solomon, many of us don't know this, but Solomon had a spiritual name given to him by God through a prophet, Yadidiah, beloved of the Lord. That came on the other side of death. When David discerned that there's nothing else I can do here and it's time to proceed forward. Today, if you are that person, and this message may not be for the masses, but if you are that person, heaven gives you permission. If discernment dictates it and righteousness dictates it, you have permission from God to move on. And may you encounter your Yedidiah, beloved of the Lord, on the other side of death. And may you have true, true spiritual discernment to know whether to stay or go, whether to hug or to stop hugging whether to build or whether to tear down, whether to plant or whether to uproot. To everything, there is a season. May we have discernment in Yeshua's name. Amen.